Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Hope everyone is having a fantastic day in the Lord. Today is Saturday. This is actually the original day this message is being recorded. It is Saturday, October the 23rd right now. It is 426 in the afternoon in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. I don't know. You might be able to hear the wind blowing in the background, the trees rustling. I, I don't know. Bluebirds singing. What can I say? <laughs> Hawaii is Hawaii, right? <laughs> it's, we say it's another beautiful day in Hawaii, nay. That's what we say. But anyway, listen, listen. Man, I got to come. I got to come on here with, with some heat today. OK, this is this is uh, this is not a little friendly Barney message. OK, this is this is not OK. So we're going to go ahead and pray. Yeah, y'all know how we do it. We're going to go ahead and pray. I'm going to give you the title. Hopefully this time without Holy Spirit reminding me. <laughs> I'll be all over Holy Spirit. And then we're going to get into this message. Okay, Father, thank you so much for the blood of Jesus Christ. God, that marks each one of your children, the blood of Jesus Christ that cries out and the spirit of the most high God that cries out also, Abba, Father, we are children, God, and you love us and, and we'll never fully understand your love, except maybe when we get to heaven, then we'll then maybe we'll understand it much more. But your your love it's just so far beyond anything that we can even conceptualize unless you reveal it. You revealed unto me a little bit a few months ago and I was just <laughs> I was speechless almost for days. Right. I'm still like, wow, wow, wow. Thank you for this great love. You have made each one of my brothers and sisters around the world unique. They are unique. They are special, God. And you have a very special place for every single one of us, each one of your children. And when you lose your children, it's very painful. You, you mourn the, the death of a saint. How much more one of your children that ended up going into hell because they backslid and they never would repent. So I, I do pray the fear of God today would be on this message. I pray that it would find uh, those that are believers walking uprightly before you, those that are backsliders that used to know you and are faking the funk right now and out living the worldly way of life because they think they got grace, even though they don't know when their life is going to be demanded of them. And I also pray that this message would find those that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and that you would penetrate each one of those hearts, bring them to conviction, repentance, and, and draw them in close to you, Father, because you love them and you want to protect them. I ask these things and thank you for the grace to deliver this message and faith of my brothers and sisters around the world to hear what thus saith the Lord God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Daddy. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Holy Spirit. All right. The title. They want your golden ticket, man. They want Yo, golden ticket, man. That's the title. Okay. You must understand in this day and age, even if you're not a Christian, 
we can kind of all feel that something is going on in the world today. I think we can all safely agree something is going on in the world. You, There's such a clear delineation of evil. Hello? You, you can clearly see the evil that is going on. And it's on the rise. It's on the rise. You can see it. Right? So I, I just saw on the news the other day, somebody, a man was raping a woman on a subway train in Philadelphia. You know, you know what the passengers did? In case you haven't heard of this. They pulled out their cell phones and they started taking videos. Nobody jumped on top of that man, beat him down to a pulp like I would have done or like they should have done. Nobody did anything. Right. A conductor came out, saw it. He called 911 and then the police came and they, you know, they took the man or whatnot. Right. Evil. Evil. And that's just one thing. But that just goes to show you the pulse, the pulse of the world today. See, the Bible said that in the last days, men's hearts would grow cold. He said this. He said this. And now we see this. You, you can't go five minutes on the news without hearing about something, something evil and heinous, heinously evil. Almost unspeakably evil. And we say to ourselves, what what type of a person would do something like that? What sort of a human would do something like that? But these people have cold hearts. They're cold and they're getting colder. And so these evil actions that you're seeing around you, see, it, you you do need to be walking in faith right now because, yeah, these are the last days. But you got to understand something, right? Satan, the lowercase g, God of this world, has his minions all going all around the place. The Bible says that they come to kill, steal and destroy. That's literal. That's not figuratively. That's literally what they do. Right. The Bible said that the devil is roaming to and fro like like a lion, like a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour. Right. That's what's going on, man. And if you can't see this or if you don't want to subscribe to the notion that everything that's evil is caused by a spirit because you don't want to look like some gospel holy roller or you don't want to be some conspiracy theorist, guess what? You're playing yourself, kid. You're playing yourself. The devil put all of this stuff in motion so that you, so that you wouldn't believe it. And by the time you believe it, it's going to be too late. All right. And so for those of you that are walking up rightly before the Lord, primarily this message, it's not really for you, but it is for you. For those of you that are backslidden and you don't know the Lord, I'm encouraging you highly. You need to pay attention. OK, if you have never truly listened to one of my podcasts before, guess what? This is the one that you do not want to miss. OK, this is huge. Demons are all over the earth. They're looking to destroy people. Literally, that is their mission. Steal from you. Destroy you. I explained what that means in another, in another uh, podcast about destroying, right? Destroying doesn't mean kill you. It means to basically jack you up so badly you, you can't even do what you were created to do. And then after that, 
Yeah. And they make some 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 spirit babies through you in the spirit. That's a real thing. It's disgusting. It's a real thing. Then they kill you. See, when the devil has no use for you anymore, he kills you because to you, excuse me, to him, to his fallen angels and to the demons that serve him, humans are nothing. We're nothing. We're like maggots to them. We're nothing. And they loathe us because we were made in God's image. So every time they see us, they see God. Right. For those of you that have ever been in a divorce and you had a child from that other person, whether you was a mom or the dad, however, you know, and, and that person, the, the kid looked just like the ex. So every time you see that kid, even though you love him, it reminds you of that ex. Right. It, it's a painful thing. It's a painful thing. Right. Um, and that's probably not the best example, but you understand what I'm saying. They hate us. I've had the Lord allow me to feel the hatred of a familiar spirit. Many years ago, I was on a submarine in the engine room. I would go back after midnight because there was nobody back there. I think I've communicated this before on another podcast, yet I'll say it again. There was nobody back there. It may have been like one or two in the morning. The only people that would come back there were the watchstanders, and they only came like once an hour just to take their rounds and, you know, write reports. That was it. I was praying in the spirit, and, and the Lord showed me a vision. He showed me me on the ground praying like I was doing. I could literally see me sitting there praying. And then the cam it was like the camera zoomed in on me, and when it zoomed in, my sensitivity was also zoomed in. It was dialed up. It was increased. And I realized, hey, feels like something's on me. You know, like when you walk through a spider web, you, you can feel it. And it's it's kind of annoying because it's like something's I can't really see it. But I know I must have walked into a spider web. Right. So it was something like that. I could feel something on me all over me. I was like, that's odd because a second ago I didn't feel it. But then I did feel it. And then in the vision, it zoomed in some more. Zoom. And as it zoomed in more, guess what? My sensitivity was increased even more. And then I realized, wait a minute. I didn't walk through a web. There is something on me. There is something that is on me. It was all over me. And I realized in an instant because Holy Spirit gave me understanding. I realized in an instant the thing was so close to me. I always thought it was me. I just thought it was me. Because it was that close to me. I could not discern me from that thing. And it was a thing. And then it zoomed in even more. He increased my sensitivity even more. Now he gave me discernment of what that thing was. And it felt, the best way I can put it, it felt like one million roaches and, and, and worms and grubs and nasty slimy things all over me, writhing all over my body all at one time. And what I felt, what I discerned from this thing was, pure hatred. I've never felt anything like that in my life. I didn't even know something like that could exist. Pure hatred. I knew in an instant that thing hated me. It hated God. 
It hated my mother. It hated my brother, my sisters, everyone that I loved. It absolutely hated them and wanted to destroy them. And then I screamed at the top of my lungs. I didn't scream in the vision. I screamed in real life because we're, we're not, we're not uh, humans. We don't experience stuff like that. Unless, unless the Holy Spirit has allowed you to feel one of those things, you have no idea how, what vile, that's what it was. It was vile. You have no idea what vile or vileness feels like, okay? You don't know. You, you have no idea. You have no idea. I literally screamed at the top of my lungs and then the vision was over. And thank goodness nobody was back there because they'd have been like, why was Dillard screaming like a little girl? I'm telling you, I've never felt anything like that in my life. And see, as usual, <laughs> how Holy Spirit does it, it's like he takes me all over the place. I never know where we're going to go, how we're going to do it. I, I don't know. I know the title. I know some scriptures, but it's just interesting to watch. So familiar spirits. Okay. See, there are those of you that are listening in right now that have never dealt with your familiar spirit. And what a familiar spirit is, it's something that has been around you. It is an evil spirit. It could come at birth. It could come early in childhood or maybe in your early adulthood, but they stay with you. They try to stay with you your entire life so they can just wreck your whole life and then kill you. But because they're invisible and because they've been there so long, when they influence you to do something, you think it's you and everybody else just thinks that's you. That's how you are. That's how you always been. So that's why when God showed me that vision, you know, there was there was there was a spirit of, of hatred and murder and violence on me because I told you before I used to be an angry person. Right. That's a spirit of murder and violence. Don't get it twisted, though. Every demon hates humans. And whatever familiar spirits you have, they do not love you. They all hate you. You cannot even begin to imagine how much they hate you. They hate you. And thus they want you to keep doing the things that you're doing because they hate you. They know if you repent, you're going to go to heaven and they are going to burn in hell. And they don't want you to go to heaven. They're going to burn in hell. They want you to burn in hell also. Because they hate you. I, I, I want you to understand this as best you can. How much they hate you. No human, even if somebody raped you or somebody, you know, somebody murdered my father. Guess what? These people walked in hate. You. It, it was nothing. Child's play. Okay. To how demons and Satan and the fallen angels feel about humans. I want you to understand that. So these these people, you you, you, you think that. You're okay or, you, you know, I say a little prayer every now and then. You know, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm this, I'm that. Man, you ain't got no idea. You have familiar spirits. They're so close to you, you don't realize they are there. Just like I thought that thing was me. I thought it was my skin. I thought it was me. And then I understood, wait, there's something on me. It feels like I walked in a spider web. And then, and then God let me understand, no, no, no. It's something that's covering my entire body. What, what is this? 
And then he took me even deeper and gave me understanding to understand it's a familiar spirit and this thing hates me. Wow. See, unless you have Holy Spirit, there is no way you are going to discern that. So there are things I want you, if you're going to be freaked out and creeped out, good, because I want you to understand this. There are things that have been around you all your life. They are on you or they are they are on you and or they are inside of you. Like disgusting parasites living inside of you, leeching off of your very life existence. This is not this is not me being uh, uh, melodramatic. I am telling you this. And it's a scary thing, but please be of good courage. Don't be the person that says, oh, this stuff is just so scary. Just leave me alone. Just I don't want to listen to it no more. Don't be that person. That's foolish. So I tell you that something is there that you can't see. It's really destroying you from the inside and the outside. You want to stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and ignore it. Then you do so to your peril and to your death. Listen, these things are not playing with you. They are not playing with you. When I say they really want to kill you, they really want to kill you. They really want to ruin all of your relationships. They want to mess up all of your financial transactions. They want you to fail. They want you to be miserable and hopeless and lonely and, and, and terrorized and fearful and worried and stressed. They want to give you all sorts of ailments and diseases and pains and aches in your body. See, the world will, the scientists, the scientists and the doctors, they have all different names for these things. But I'm telling you, these things are the results of demons. Just to be clear, okay? Familiar spirits. Some demons are not familiar spirits. They're just demons. They ain't close to you. So, you know, uh, you might get a new behavior hanging around somebody or, you, you know, you might watch a particular movie or listen to some music and then you might notice some new behavior starting. Why? Because those demons, whatever you did, it gave those demons access. Now they're, they're in your life and you they start influencing you to do stuff. But a familiar spirit is something that's been it is a demon that has been with you a long time. It may result in you drinking wine. I like to drink wine. I only drink it recreationally. There's nothing wrong with drinking wine. Jesus drank wine. Mm, see, you're covering stuff up. You're, you're, you're covering up for that demon. It's like an abused, it's like an abused woman. You know, the man's been beating on her, and then the police come to get to get the man, and then you know the, the abused woman starts beating on the police. What? This happens. So so when you are ex making excuses. For your behavior, it's sinful behavior. You are covering up for that demon, for that familiar spirit in your life. And you have to ask yourself, why am I defending this practice? See, when you ask yourself those questions and you look at yourself objectively, not like you some saint that don't have sin in your life. If you ask yourself that, then. Right. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will help you. You'll be able to hear him give you the right information. He'll lead you to understand it is a spirit. The spirit is fighting to stay in your life. So it's giving you thoughts. Of course, you can't see this thing. It uses I statements. I don't think I like what they're saying. I, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Or it registers in your mind as a thought. I, 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 I. So you think 
you're the one that made that thought. But really, it is that familiar spirit that is fighting to stay in your life. And it knows if it can get you to stop listening, if it can get you to write it off as, you know, this is ridiculous. This is some whack job. I'm offended. You know, I'm out of here. I don't want to hear this anymore. And you walk away. Guess what? The demon's like, yeah, I got her. (laughs) I got that joker now. I got this dude. Yeah, yeah, right? They took the heat off of them. But if you're questioning, like, wait, why am I? Yeah, why am I fighting for this thing? This is a sinful thing I'm doing. You know what? Why am I fighting for this? Don't let go of that train of thought, okay? There is something that is either inside of you If you're a non-Christian, it is definitely inside of you and it is outside of you. Even for most Christians, there are things that are inside of them still. Holy Spirit is there, but there are things they've done. I mentioned this in the last podcast. There are things that they've done that have given demons access and these things are inside of them chilling. They're not in the place the Holy Spirit is. They're in a different place inside of you, but they are still there doing harm to you. And unbeknownst to you. And so the Lord sends somebody like me to tell you, listen, this stuff is going on in your life. You need to repent. You need to go to God. You need to fast and pray. You need to really look because there's something that you don't see. It's trying to kill you. He sends me to tell you and other people like me. If you're wise, you'll heed it. And you'll start listening. And oh, and see, here's the thing. Even if you don't believe it, you got to use the devil's tactic against him. The devil's one of the devil's number one tactics is, is to use doubt. Eve, you know, the devil told Eve, eat this fruit. You eat this fruit. It's going to be it's going to make you wise like God. That's why he don't want you to eat it. Eve said, God said, we can eat of all the fruit in the garden. Only don't eat of that fruit. For when we eat of it, we shall surely die. The serpent, which was the devil, said, did God say? Did God really say? See, what God really said was this. What he really meant was this. The devil plants doubt. That's all he needs. See, for any belief system that you ardently hold fast to, all you need to unravel it is the key of doubt. It's a skeleton key, as we would say. Back in the day, they say a skeleton key, a skeleton key was a key that could fit in any lock. It could unlock any door. It was just made with all types of ridges and lumps and whatnot. And somehow it fit in there. You jiggle it a certain way and it would unlock the door. A skeleton key. That's what doubt is. OK, so when you let doubt in, you have to understand doubt is coming to unravel your belief system. That's what it's coming to do. But you can flip the tables on that bad boy. He threw the dagger at you. You can catch it in the air and throw it right back like old Jack Burton. <laughs> like old Jack Burton. Uh, big trouble in little China. Uh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> throw it right back at that joker. Right. Use doubt against your enemy. Even if you don't fully believe, hey, I don't I'm a good person. I don't have demons. I don't have no demons. I'm not going around killing people and biting off dog head. I, I, I don't have no demons in me. I'm a good person. Even if you believe that, 
I highly encourage you use doubt as a weapon and just ask yourself, what if what Mike is saying is actually true? Let me suspend my belief that I hold so fast to that I'm such a great person and I don't got nothing wrong with me. I'm going to suspend that for just a moment. Uno momento. So what if Mike is telling me the truth and I really do have these demons, these what do he call them? Familiar spirits in my life that's trying to kill me. What if that's true? See, and you let that sink in doubt. Boink. It's going to take root and it's going to cause you to act differently. It's going to cause you to start praying. It's going to cause you maybe even to go online and start doing research or talking to other Christians. Or It's going to cause you to get free. See, you're in bondage right now. Those of you that this applies to, you are in bondage and you don't realize it. The, the perfect prison is the prison that you don't realize it even exists. You're a slave. You don't realize it. But this key of doubt, the same weapon that Satan uses against you, take it and you flip it right back at that joker. You doubt your own goodness. Right. Doubt it. And, and, and if you do this. You have a you have a very good chance of being saved. You have a very good chance of uh, going to the Lord and asking him. And when he tells you and and because you may not be close enough to the Lord, you may not hear him. Guess what? That means God is going to send people across your path. Some of y'all are listening to my podcast because you prayed certain prayers and you don't even realize it. But the Lord is using me to answer those prayers. The problem is a lot of times God sends people across your path. As a direct answer to your prayer, people don't realize it and they shoo shoo, oh, shoo shoo, hey, hey, get away from me. They don't want to hear it. And it's like, wow, you're, you're shoo shooing the person away, but really you're shoo shooing God. He answered your prayer, but you don't want to hear what God has to say. That's the problem with humans, right? Many times the Lord is reaching out to us because he loves us so much and he wants to protect us because he knows the things that go bump in the night. He knows he can see it. He knows it and he knows where it's going to lead to the hurt, the pain, the devastation that you're going to feel as you go through life, the isolation, the separation from God. But then the ultimate death, which is eternal separation from God and hell. The thing that hurts the most in hell is not the flames I've heard, which are extremely painful. It's the separation from God. See, now you know that God really was real. Now you know that Jesus was really real. There's nothing you can do about it except be tormented for eternity with all, every single time that somebody shared the gospel with you. Every single time you listen to one of my podcasts, every single time somebody came across your path and talked to you about Jesus and you blew it off like my friend did and said, nah, you know, maybe later, maybe later. Every time. You will be tormented for all of eternity while you burn. And I know this is scary and people don't want to hear this, but you know what? You need to hear it. If I just come on and I just tell you all nice sugary stuff, but I don't warn you that, hey, there's a, a murderer after you. He's going to get you. You better protect yourself. Um, That would be wrong of me. I wouldn't do that. Or if I know you was driving down the street and the bridge was out and I didn't tell you the bridge was out and I just let you drive to your death. I would be guilty 
You understand that, right? I must tell you. And because I care about you and I love you, even if I never met you before, it doesn't matter. I still love you. And I don't want anybody, I don't want you or anybody else to go to hell. And I don't want the demons to be getting over on you and using your life. Because I know if they're there, they are making your life miserable. Even if you got money, I got money, I'm successful. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Now, I'm going to read some scriptures to y'all, okay? I told you I was coming with the heat today, right? This is not This is not a, a, a little happy-duty Barney uh, message. Oh, no, not that they ever are, but some have a much happier tone than others, okay? <laughs> Second Peter warns us about fake teachers, right? False prophets, people that have their own agenda, right? People that are fleecing the flock. I wrote a, a paper in graduate school about this. Fleecing the flock. These ministers that are essentially using mass hypnosis, right, to get people to give them all sorts of money, right? This is a real thing. This is a real thing, okay? Um, I'm going to read this, right? Second Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, false teaching, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words, their phony words, make merchandise of you. They're using you. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, Condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government presumptuous are they self-willed they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities and i'll stop there so what we see here is false teachers people that are calling themselves christians people that are calling themselves pastors or ministers or prophets or evangelists okay they're fakes they're telling you false doctrine, things that you want to hear, things that's going to tickle your ear, that's going to make you feel good. Somebody like a Joel Osteen. Again, everybody loves Joel Osteen, right? Joel Osteen seems like a wonderful guy. So nice. Everybody loves Joel Osteen. But Joel Osteen is like eating frosting on a cake. It's just sugar. It's just fluff. He doesn't explain to you about hell he doesn't explain to you about the dangers of your sin he is a false teacher and there are many false teachers like this and they've got so many people following them creflo dollar td jakes right 
There are many of these people, Paula White, Benny Hinn, the list goes on and on, right? If you are listening to any of these people, I'm telling you, they are false teachers. They are giving you uh, a gospel that has been watered down. And many still follow their pernicious way. Let's look up the word pernicious right quick. Okay, y'all. Pernicious. Where's my dictionary? Man, I just got my new phone. And of course, when you get a new phone, the most challenging thing is that all your apps don't change over with you. Oh, boy. What can you do? What can you do? Oh, there's no dictionary in here. Very well. I'm just going to have to Google it right quick. Now, y'all know I actually do know what the word pernicious means. But for your sake, I will go ahead and pull it up. <laughs> I'll go ahead and pull it up. Pernicious. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. An example of that word is the pernicious influences of the mass media. And I'll also pull it up from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Pernicious, causing great harm or damage, often in a way that is not easily seen or noticed. Highly injurious or destructive, deadly, archaic verse, wicked. Okay, pernicious. So these people are teaching you things that are actually destroying you, but you don't realize you are being destroyed. People are going to churches. Literally, me and my family, I remember back in the day, we went to visit a particular church and they had some visiting pastors there um, who was teaching some wicked stuff. And those pastors was just clapping them on and cheering them on. And, you know, we listened and then it got time for the altar call. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. We out of here. We just stood up and walked out. And as we were walking out, they're like, they was just trying to shake you upside down and get money. As we just got up and walked out, the pastor said, you know, this is a godly moment. This is a, a holy moment. You know, you, you all shouldn't be walking out. I just stopped and look at him. And then I just kept it moving. I just walked out. We just all walked out because it was shenanigans. The whole I, I literally stayed because I'm like, this surely it, it can't be that bad. It's a it's a freaking train wreck. It was. And I just kept looking around to see if anybody was upset. And they were all just sitting there like zombies. Transfixed. No one got up except us at the shenanigans at the end. We're out of here. Everybody just sat there. And then they, you know, they obediently gave money. It's like, wow. Wow. See, that's what's going on. So you might actually be in the church. Some of y'all might be in a church where they're not teaching the word of God. Really? They're just teaching you some happy stuff about getting rich and getting money and this and that. Listen, if, if there's no godly conviction about you living in sin, about you getting clean and getting right with the Lord, uh, yeah, you need to get up out of that church. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to get out of that church because what it is they're lulling you to sleep it's like the old adage about the frog how do you boil a frog how do you how do you boil a frog to death right you can't just throw it in boiling pot of water why because the frog jumps out of the water it's hot but if you stick it in water and you gradually boil it everybody knows this then the frog doesn't know anything's wrong internally it's just heating up heating up heating up until it its internal organs fail and it dies, boiled to death. And that's what's happening if you're in a church or if you're not in a church, but you're listening to this false teaching. John Eckhart, 
another one straight up new age witchcraft nonsense nonsense shenanigans garbage garbaggio i just got to call it out it's garbaggio it's garbage right joe osteen garbaggio garbage the doctrine garbage paula white garbage garbage td jakes garbage sarah jakes garbage right they're not teaching accurately. They sound good. It tickles the ear. They're very popular. They're very successful. They also have very lots of money. But they're teaching wrong. And the Lord, if they don't repent, the Lord is going to deal with them on that, right? Now, on to the next part of this message. Because I did mention backsliders. So if you in church and you listening to some phony teachers, obviously you're not backsliding. You trying to go to church. You trying to do what's right. But a backslider is somebody that knew the Lord and they done walked out of the church. They done turned their back on the Lord and they're out hooping and hollering, having a good time, yucking it up with people in the world, doing the stuff that the world does. But they feel good because, well, I'm accepted. You know, life is hard, you know. Um, I should be able to, you know, enjoy my life, not really understanding that it's the sin in their life. It's the demons in their life. It's the uh, uh, familiar spirits in their life and poor choices on the human's part. Can't leave that out. Right. That's causing them these problems. And yeah, sure, there may be some other things that other people are doing to them, but 90 percent of the stuff, honestly, it falls on that person, their choices, their sin, the familiar spirits and demons that's going on in their lives. Right. Then they, they just walk away from the church and they, they try and live it up and live their best life. YOLO. They're trying to live their best life. You only live once. Right. Now, understanding like, man, the demons just tricked you. They're after your golden ticket, man. Thus the title. Right. In the movie, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I know I'm kind of all over the place, right? This man, Willy Wonka, was like this, he was like a magical, I guess, person. He owned the Chocolate Factory. There was little, little Oompa Loompas, little creatures in there that danced and did all types of stuff. It was an amazing factory like none other on the planet. But you couldn't get in Willy Wonka's factory. He's very elusive. He really didn't do interviews or nothing. But then he had a contest. If you bought a particular candy bar of his and you found that you had the golden ticket inside your um, candy bar, you were a winner and you got to go and take a tour inside Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. The golden ticket. Right. See, in a much loftier, grander and more holier sense, you know, each one of us. If you've come to Christ. You have a golden ticket. Your name is written in the book of life. You have a golden ticket. Like Adam and Eve, you know, they were in paradise. The Garden of Eden really was paradise. People say Hawaii is paradise on earth. It is not. The Garden of Eden truly was paradise. Okay. And the devil tricked them out of it. They literally got kicked out. They got kicked out. Right. And God sent a cherubim with a flaming sword that was going all around the Garden of Eden in every direction. So if anybody came close, there's no way you can enter back in. They got kicked out. 
They lost their golden ticket. Why? Because that's what the devil was after the whole time. You have to understand the devil does not change. So if you're listening to this message and you know if you're a backslider, all Christians that backslide, shoot, I used to be a backslider. Every Christian that backslides has the Holy Spirit. So there's no way that you don't know you're backsliding because you're being convicted every single day. And if you don't like the conviction, then you're probably going to drink more. You're going to have more sex. You're going to do more drugs. You're going to party more. You're going to shop more. You're going to work more because you're trying to drown out. It's not this. It's not so much that you're trying to drown out the woes and the sorrows, which you are trying to do. You trying to drown out the voice of your conscience because Holy Spirit uses your conscience to convict you. Why are we doing this? You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, oh, go back to church. You know, this is ungodly. You know, it's, it's eating you up, right? So a backslider knows that they are a backslider. And what the demons are trying to do is get you to lose your golden ticket. They are going to burn in hell. There's no way around that. They want you to burn in hell. Okay. And this notion, and it is, it is very hard for God's people to 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 die because they have holy spirit right it's very hard for them to die and go to hell holy spirit's going to keep convicting them god will never give up on you until it's just too late right and that's why it makes it hard because if you have holy spirit he's going to keep convicting you and convicting you and convicting you until hopefully you just want to say you know what enough enough i repent i can't take it no more i repent but not everybody does that and so if you're in that ladder group where you just keep running, you just keep running, running, running. You know, at some point, time runs out. Right. These demons, they don't eat. They don't sleep. <laughs> they're, they're spirits. They're already immortal. You, on the other hand, you have an expiration date that you don't know about. And it's another scary thing. And so people don't want to look at it. Well, I don't want to think about my own death. Listen, you are not guaranteed to live not even 10 minutes from now, you might listen to my message, say a prayer, boom, right? Your house blows up, uh, a gas line blew up, the lightning bolt hits. You don't know. Oh, Mike, you're so dramatic. Man, I'm telling you, you better change your mindset, right? Because backsliders, a lot of times people that are backslidden because they don't want to think about it. They just believe the lie. I've got plenty of time to repent. Who you think told you that? The devil. That's trying to kill you. They know when they're going to kill you. They already got the plan. They know. I got her off the path. She's mine. I got him off the path. They know. They've only got a limited amount of time to destroy you because they know Jesus is very faithful and he's coming for you. That's how faithful. That's why I say it's, it's, it's hard for Christians to die and go to hell because one, you have the Holy Spirit, but also Jesus is coming after you. He doesn't want to lose you. That's why he died on the cross. He, he doesn't want to lose you. He doesn't want to live eternally without you. He doesn't want you to be destroyed. He loves you. And so he will keep coming after you, but he will never override your free will. And so it is possible. Some teachers say it's not possible. It's not possible. It is possible. And there are people in hell right now that should have been in heaven. They had the golden ticket and they got deceived. Adam and Eve walked in the presence of God every day, every day. 
Or at least every day that he came down into the garden and he walked amongst them and talked. I believe that was every day. But guess what? They was deceived too. And they knew more about God than you do. <laughs> they could actually see spiritual things. They knew stuff you ain't know, you ain't never seen. They got tricked. What makes you think you won't be tricked? And if you backslidden, you already tricked. You already in the devil's trap. You have to repent. Okay, go against what you feel. What you feel is the enemy right now. If it's telling you get away from God, don't listen to the Bible, turn this message off. Do you know that is the enemy? And if you don't want to believe that there's demons, okay, then just say, well, you know what? My flesh is my enemy right now. I ain't listening to you, flesh. Shut up. Who cares what you want? I'm reading the Bible. I'm going to church today. If I got to crawl to church, I'm going to get to church. Today is the day. That's the mindset you have to have. Don't allow your time to run out like my friend did. And not to keep bringing him up, but this is a real life example. I used him in the prison. I love that dude. That's my brother. But he let time run out. He didn't know that he was going to die just a few weeks later. And you know what? No one ever does. Unless you've been sick, you lying in the bed and whatnot. You don't know that your time is, is growing short. You don't know. Right? Because youth gives the illusion of invulnerability and immortality. You just think you got oh so long to live. No, you don't. And because you don't know how long you got to live. Well, don't listen to that. He's just trying to trick you. He's just trying to trap you and trying, trying to make you afraid that you might going to die. You've got plenty of time. That is the devil. <laughs> if you are having thoughts like that and they are arguing against what I'm saying, I'm telling you that is a demon. That is a familiar spirit that wants to kill you. It wants to keep you in bondage. Now for the other scripture I said I was going to read. We coming up, we coming to a close here pretty soon. Let me see. Where is it, Master? Here we go. Okay. Still in Second Peter. Let's see. I'll start. Oh, it's just a continuation of where I was reading before. <laughs> okay. So I left off. Uh, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Second, now, Second Peter 11, whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot, in other words, to do evil stuff, to sin, in the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. In other words, they're tricking people whose souls are not stable, right? And heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb donkey speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. 
For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, these phony preachers they're talking about, right? They allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were, excuse me, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought in bondage. For and here we go. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow, that's a pig, that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. In other words, the pig just got washed and went right back out and jumped in the mud and got dirty all over again. Right. So listen. That part there is talking to backsliders, right? They want your golden ticket, man. They after your golden ticket, man. They're telling you false things and you ate it up and you just went your own way. But if you come to the Lord and then you walk away and you backslide, it's even worse. It's even worse. I will never forget back when... uh. I was a security guard, like the very, well, it wasn't the first one, but one of the security jobs I had, I think I worked at like three or four different security companies in the early days, right? I remember there was a guy, it was a, it was a security officer there. He was kind of high up. He was a black dude, nice guy. Like everybody liked this guy and he was married, had a nice wife. You know, she would come visit every now and then. And I remember I would talk to him every now and then. I mean, he really was a nice guy, right? And I didn't see him for a while. And then I saw him maybe like a year, two years later, and he was a wreck. And I said, what happened? What, what, what happened? Oh, man, you know, apparently he had used drugs and he got off drugs, gave his life to God, I believe. He had this family. And then what? He went back. He cheated on his wife. He started using drugs again. The man just went downhill, downhill, downhill. I saw him on the street one day, right? I, I didn't see him at the job. I saw him on the street. He didn't work at that company anymore. And that, that always stuck in my mind, right? Like the devil tricked him. He tricked him, right? He was in a bad way. Then he repented. He went to God. But then he was a Lord, right? A Lord by the lust, by the, by the flesh. What's the Bible saying? Let me use the proper words here. He was allured through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, allured. He was drawn away. He was tricked and deceived. And what happened? He was worse off. He lost everything and he was worse off than he was before. Matter of fact, I think I saw him by the homeless shelter. That's what it was. I think I saw him out in the street by the homeless shelter. Right. So. Don't don't allow yourselves to be deceived any longer. OK. If you knew the Lord and then you turned away and you left the Lord, whether you did it a year ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, listen, it's not too late. You can cry out to the Lord at any 
time. If you really mean it, the Lord will help you out of that bondage. He will come. He will be there. Boom. Immediately. Lord, and me, he'll hear it in your voice. He'll hear it in your heart. He will come. Okay. The Lord loves you and he wants to protect you. He's not the, the devil makes people think that. Well, God's a big killjoy. He's a big cosmic killjoy. You can't have any fun as Christians. But again, as I said in another message, it's not about fun. Not that the Lord has anything against you having fun. It's about contentment. Contentment. The devil tricks people so that they go after fun. But if you had contentment, let me tell you, when you're inside of God, you have his peace, his joy, his love, which is what every human is truly looking for anyway. That love, that acceptance, and that contentment. You have everything. So even if you lost everything in the world, it's like, you know what? As long as I got King Jesus, like the song says, as long as I got King Jesus, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be all right. He can restore the other stuff. Okay, don't be deceived. You need God. You need, and by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You need him. Please go back to the Lord. And if this message is coming to you and you don't even know the Lord, you ain't never known the Lord. Listen, you are on a road and the bridge is out. You're going down a road. The Bible says that wide is the road that leads to destruction. You are on a wide path. How you know it's a wide path? Because everybody else is doing it. You doing the same. Well, everybody else around the world is doing it. You know how wide that has to be of a path to accommodate all of those people that's doing all of their. Well, surely if everybody else is doing it, it must it can't be evil. You need to flip that around because everybody else is doing it. It probably is evil. Wide is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the road that leads to righteousness, right? So if you doing what everybody else is doing, they turning up, you turning up, they drinking, you drinking, you know, I'm, I, there's other words I can't even say that people do. I honestly can't even say it on this podcast. But if you're doing all of that stuff and you look around and everybody else is doing that and stuff on social media and TikTok and this and that and the women are dressing in a way their body parts are all revealed or just about barely covered. You know what? You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're on a road and the bridge is out. And I encourage you, please, take the time to have fear of God. You ask some people, are you afraid to die? Eh, nah. You live in a wicked life? Yeah, I'm not afraid to die. What if God sent you to hell? Eh, I'm not worried. I don't really believe hell exists. You know, whether you believe it exists or not is irrelevant. Whether you believe that God exists or not is irrelevant because he does exist. And one day you're going to find out that God exists. And I pray it's not too late. I pray that you repent it before you died. Otherwise, it's too late. And you will end up burning in the lake of fire, which the Bible says is the second death. You can't get out of there. Why? Because God is merciful. He sent his son to die on a cross for you. He's not going to die again for you. He died for the forgiveness of your sins. He died so that you could have a golden ticket to go into heaven. You ain't perfect. I ain't perfect. We don't deserve to be in heaven. But you know what? God wants us there. That's why he sent Jesus to die for us. You have a golden ticket and it's waiting for you. But the only way that you can get it is to go to Jesus and repent of your sins. That's it.
Let him know you broke his Ten Commandments. You broke his law. And for that, you deserve to die. You deserve to die. Right? Acknowledge it. It's the truth. Every human has broken his law. It's not possible for a human to not break his law. The law is there. The Ten Commandments are there to show you that you are not perfect and that you cannot live a perfect life. Nor holy and perfect life. Thus, you need a savior. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus never sinned. He never broke the commandments. Not even one. He died on the cross as a sacrifice for you. As a replacement for you. So when you go to him. And you acknowledge the fact that yes, you're a sinner. And that you broke his ten commandments. And the punishment of that is death. And you are guilty. Please forgive me. If you're driving 90 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone and a police officer pulls you over, you know you're guilty. I'm guilty. But then the police officer just be like, you know, some people might be like, well, you know, something happened to my foot. You know, the accelerator got stuck. You know, I, I was, I, I, you know, everyone else is driving fast. Why you pull me over? That's actually happened to me before. <laughs> I was driving on the highway. A police officer pulled me over. I'm like, sir, why'd you pull me over? Well, you're, you're going 70 miles in a, in a 55 mile an hour zone. I said, it's rush hour. All of these cars are going. I'm going the flow of traffic. That's what we say. In the flow of traffic, flow of traffic. I'm driving flow of traffic. Why are you giving me a ticket? This was probably like five years ago. That doesn't matter. You were going 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone. Here is your ticket. I went to court and I argued it with the judge and the judge, she dropped it. Yeah, you were going floor traffic. You shouldn't have been pulled over. But the point was, the cop was right. It didn't matter that everybody else was speeding. It didn't matter. What mattered was he pulled me over. His radar showed me, it clocked me going 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile hour zone. There's really nothing I can say except plead my case before the judge. And she was merciful and threw it out. But you know what? I got pulled over two other times in the same place for the same thing. So the third time around, the judge said, mm, yeah, I got, two, I got two tickets and I went back. The same judge, Mr. Dillard. <laughs> judge, your honor. It's, it's rush hour. It's the same thing. Look at the time on the ticket. She said, Mr. Dillard, I'm going to throw out this second ticket. I feel what you're saying. But you know what? This is three tickets. I am going to find you. She didn't find me the full amount. I think she gave me something like, you're going to pay $15. You're going to pay something. Even that was merciful, right? Because, yeah, everybody else was driving that fast, but I didn't learn my lesson. The cops are waiting there. It's a speed trap. It's easy for them to get you and give you a ticket because you are driving faster than the speed limit. And that's what happens to Christians or, excuse me, non-Christians, right? You broke the law like everybody else. Everybody sins. Everybody's lusting. Everybody is doing these things. Everybody tells lies. Everybody takes things that don't belong to them. It's the Ten Commandments. But you can't go before God, a holy God, and tell him that. Because he ain't talking about everybody else. He's judging you. Now you're before that great throne. You died in your sins. Now he's judging you on the perfect law, the Ten Commandments. And what can you say? You can't say I didn't break him. You did break him because he's going to show you your entire life. And every single time that you sinned, every single time that you broke his commandments, you're going to know it and you are going to be horrified, 
horrified. And you're also going to see every single time that the Lord, that God sent somebody across your path to tell you about the gospel, about Jesus Christ. Come to church with me. Read the Bible. You need to repent. Ask God to help you. You're going to see all of those times. And, and what you're going to know is you are absolutely guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt. And there is no way that you are going to get out of hell. And you are definitely going to hell. You had the golden ticket. You threw it away. Right. And you won't have somebody to argue on your behalf. I went to court and I argued on my behalf and there was mercy. See, that's what Jesus does. Jesus goes to court for you to argue on your behalf if you've given your life to him and you repent it. He argues, right? He's your defense lawyer. But if you go into a court of law without a defense lawyer, you're going to get ripped to shreds, right? And that's what's going to happen. You die without Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You don't have a defense attorney. You, you have no forgiveness of sins. Every sin that you ever did, even just one sin is enough to send you to death. How about a life full, a lifetime full of sins? You're definitely going to go to hell and burn. That's it. Please take this message to heart. I know it's scary. It's a heavy message, but it'll save your life if you listen to it. Okay. So on that note, remember, do not listen to false teachers. OK, I gave you out a list of some false teachers. And quite honestly, you literally could just go and Google and type in uh, false gospel teachers. Right. False, uh, false preachers, false pa pastors, false. Fa right. Ninety nine percent of those the people that come up are going to be spot on accurate. You can just do that. And if you're listening to any one of those people, then guess what? They need to go. Throw their books in the garbage, throw their CDs in the garbage, okay? Stop listening to them on the radio or TV. D get rid of them. Get rid of them, okay? And also, if you are backslidden, the Lord is looking for you. He wants you. He's going to try and save you. But ultimately, it's up to you. You have free will. But know this. When you backslide, your life gets worse than it was before you knew Christ, okay? You just invited more demons into your life and your life's going to get even harder. And because the devil knows the Lord is coming for you, they're really going to try and jack you up. They're really going to try and kill you quickly. Right. Before you can actually do the assignment that the Lord created you to do in the first place, use wisdom. And lastly, if you don't know God at all, and by that, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ, please take time today and just pray to him. What is prayer? Just talk to him. He can hear you. He's everywhere. He can hear you. Just talk to him. Right. And, and you have broken the Ten Commandments. If you don't, if you want to know what all the Ten Commandments are, Google the Ten Commandments and just read that list and ask yourself, have I done these things? Have I done even just one of these things? If the answer is yes, you broke God's law. It's like driving 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone. Doesn't matter that everybody else broke the law. God's going to judge you by yourself. Before he either lets you in heaven or sends you to hell. So please take the time to pray. Confess your sins that you broke God's commandments. You're sorry. Please forgive your sins. Please come into your life. Right. And please be your Lord and Savior. It's that simple. When you do that, bam, he will help you. Don't worry about stopping everything that you do in your life. The Holy Spirit will come into your heart. He will help you to change certain things. OK, don't worry about that. And so that's it. So, hey. 
We done for the day. Remember, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. As always, submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.